time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Glenn has an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online at Greensboro retirement.com. Listen to past podcasts or uh, future ones will be posted there as well. You can uh, check out the new one that posts each and every single week. And uh, we always love bringing you great information here on the podcast. And Glenn, we've got a good topic of conversation today because, you know, there's a lot of changes, trends, and issues we're facing in the coming years in the financial world. And I want to know how optimistic or pessimistic we should be on each of these items. So we're going to cover whether you should view the landscape out there as half empty or half full, just like the old debate of is the glass of water half full or half empty. So I'll throw out the situation, Glenn. You'd let us know where you kind of stand on that optimism spectrum. Uh, The first of which is the Social Security system and its stability. How optimistic are you in the stability of that system? Well, Walter, I'm I'm actually pretty pretty optimistic there. I know I mean a lot of people look at it and say, oh my gosh, the, the, the system's going broke and this and that's happening and, and so forth. And and I guess I would say you know you have to look at you have to look at it from the beginning all the way to where we are and and how it's changed and evolved. I mean certainly Social Security is not the system that it was you know back in the 1930s when it was first created. You know it it, it started off you know and and it it just it was a it was a you know, relatively small program that not not a whole lot of people thought about and obviously over time it has grown it's become a major, you know much bigger part of of, of folks retirements um, than it than it once was but you know we we ran into situations that were you know that we hear about today where i say well social security is running out of money well, we started hearing those things back in the 1980s, and you know, if you remember, Ronald Reagan was president, and Tip O'Neill was the Speaker of the House, and they worked together, and they and they put together, you know, what they called the grand bargain, and you know, they gave stability and you know the ability for that program to continue on forward, you know, and and guess what? Same thing happened in the 90s, you know, and, and Bill Clinton was president and, and Newt Gingrich was a speaker of the House. And again, you know, they, they, they made they tweaked the system a little bit more. They made a couple more changes and again, made that made it made it solvent for a significantly longer period of time. And so now we're, we're coming into a similar place where, you know, we're, we're looking and, and saying, OK, well, we've got you know, we're, we're at a place where, you know, Congress is there president's there and you know as, as as things you know travel along you know what what happens is is that in Washington you know, we ha- we have a we have a consistent pattern I mean even though it's gotten a little bit more or not a little bit more but a lot more in terms of you know partisan politics than, than it once was you know back years and years ago ultimately though when things really have to happen they ultimately get together and they and they make things happen you know we've seen so many times you know over the last you know four or five six eight years where they say okay well the government's going to shut down and they you know there's the you know, they're not going to fund it and they they can't they can't come to an agreement and then finally what happens at the last minute they come to an agreement and they and they and they make every they make everything work well i mean this is one of those things i mean social security is a big deal to a lot of people and guess what politicians really like their jobs walter i'm sure you know that and they like to go back to washington <laughs> they do and that's so why there's not term limits on a lot of these uh, positions right <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. And so, you know, they they realize that, you know, that they're going to put themselves in front of the voters and, you know, they the, you know, the voters are going to be very aware of of Social Security because, the, you know, hey, let's let's think about it. I mean, who who are the what is the demographic group that votes most often in the biggest percentages? And that's the baby boomers, the seniors, and they show up at the polls and politicians know that. So they know that the, you know it's really on them that they've got they've got to make sure that this system stays there or else if they're part of the problem guess what they're they're gonna they're gonna get uh, somebody else is gonna win the election and, and take their job so you know they they really have they really have an incentive to make sure that they that they make make the you know social security system last yeah it's a great point so there are plenty of reasons to have some confidence in the social security system despite a few of you know the negatives that we've certainly seen in the news about social security there's there's definitely pessimism out there but not enough to overweight a lot of the realities that seem to indicate that you know, in some way, shape, or form, Social Security is going to be around. Doesn't mean it won't change a little bit, but in terms of it being completely unstable, that's uh, that's probably not an accurate view. So, end of story. Sounds like you're, you're glass half full on Social Security for the most part. And you have to look at it. You know, you have, there's some basic assumptions you have to make. And and I and I think that um, you know, obviously, nobody knows for sure exactly what's going to happen. But you know, if if, if the stability of the Social Security um, system is not there then that means that the, an awful lot of things have happened and the whole world view has changed and then you have to reevaluate everything. And I think you have to just make the basic assumption that the, that the United States is strong in, in, in relation to the rest of the world and that ultimately that, that system is going to stay in place and, and going to be there for you. All right. So there's the skinny on Social Security. Let's move on to health care. Do you see this as a glass half full situation or half empty Healthcare affordability in the future. Well, Walter, I mean that's a, that, that's a, that's a that's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, you know, healthcare is one of those wild cards, and what I mean by that is is that you know we've we've talked in, in previous times where we've talked about inflation, and there is always inflation, and um, unfortunately, when we think about healthcare. You know, most of the time, m- most people think in terms of, and, and it really is is proven out to be that that the cost of healthcare is you know grows at a at a higher rate of inflation than does a lot of other things. So the costs are are, are significant. So what does that mean? Well, in terms of you know having a glass full or half empty, I guess it kind of depends upon your plan, right? I mean, have you have you put in appropriate hedges to be able to to help you take care of those possible things that can happen? You know, there's there's a there's different there's different uh, financial tools that can, that can be used to help hedge the risks of long-term care expenses as well as as well as you know you you have to think in terms of what kind of a Medicare supplement or Medicare Advantage plan are you going to use, and you know how much flexibility is built into those plans. You know what are going to be the ultimate cost if it goes one way or the other, and those are certainly things that need to be considered. And so I uh, what I would tell you, Walter, is is that you know what whether I have a glass half full or half empty is, you know mentality about it is is I don't think it's I don't think it's a um, one size fits all I think it really depends on the the individual person or maybe a married couple and what what do they what have they done to plan for it as to whether or not their their glass is half full or half empty does that make sense it's wise yeah it makes sense um, 
So healthcare affordability, it might be a little bit more of a variable from person to person, whether that's going to be a glass half full or half empty kind of situation. So that one's maybe a little bit more nebulous than uh, maybe we initially anticipated here, at least uh, more so than I thought. So that's a good one. Uh, so we've got stability of Social Security, healthcare affordability in the future. What about tax rates in the next? And here, here will be the trick. I'm going to cap it here. Tax, tax rates in the next decade. Glass half full or half empty. So Walter, I mean, we we we've just we've just looked at uh, you know, some major legislation that is that is um, that has changed that landscape a little bit, right? And so we we kind of have an idea where so where uh, rates are going to be for the next for the next bit. So you know you you have to look at it and say, well, okay, rates are rates are have come down some. You know, not, you know, and there's also been some other changes in there. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag. It de- kind of depends on your individual situation as to whether you're you're going to be a little bit better off or maybe you'll pay a little bit more. But um, you know, when we when we look at the rates again, we know that rates are pretty low rates. So we know that over the next the next decade or so that we're going to have an opportunity to do some tax planning around those rates. And so I look at that as being optimistic or the glass half full. You know, in in several ways. You know, number one, you know where where we are right now. Certainly, you know, um, this legislation is going to be in place for a while. So you know, so rates are not likely to rise. It takes it takes quite it takes quite something to you know to change tax rates. I mean, they they don't change you know every other year or something like that. So you know that that has been put into place. That's likely to be there for a while. So you know, right now where we we can kind of pretty much predict about where our taxes are going to be and we also have an opportunity if we have some if we have some accounts that we want to make sure that they're going to be in, in in good in a good place you know say 10 or 15 20 years from now you know with and we know that there's some pre-tax dollars there that maybe we need to do some planning about as to when when and how we're going to try to take that money out because we know ultimately we have to start taking it out at 70 and a half and you know we might have some of that money that we plan on leaving the kids or grandkids so we think think about it and we look at where the tax rates are today and like I say, there's some, there's some opportunities there for planning and making sure that we we take advantage of some of these lower rates that are here today and may not be here tomorrow. We don't know for sure exactly when rates are going to change again, but ultimately, when we look at our our debts and deficits for the you know for the country, we you know we have to we have to make some basic assumptions to and and I always say let's plan as if you know let's plan for the worst case scenario and hope for the best. And so when we're looking at, at where things might go in the future, we, we have an opportunity now. And we, we know that we have our rates are going to be where they are. They're relatively low. And let's take advantage of it and let's really do some, some real holistic planning and some real tax planning to take advantage of that and keep as many dollars as we can in your pocket versus sending them over to, to Washington. Yeah, that all makes a lot of sense, Glenn. And tax rates, it's just going to be fascinating to see what happens in the uh, in the short term as well as the long term there when it comes to taxes but kind of funny we talk about taxes and what they're going to look like later in retirement we can't even nail down what they're going to look like within the decade let alone beyond that so it uh, it really puts that into perspective i think in many ways uh one last one here for this edition of the podcast glenn as we look at optimism versus pessimism on a couple of these different topics uh and i'm going to put a qualifier a time qualifier on this one as well you're looking at a glass half full or a glass half empty situation of the next five years of the stock market. Well, Walter, I mean, do you, where's your crystal ball? Yeah, I, I think it's under the desk here somewhere. It may have, it may have <laughs> rolled under my couch. I'm not sure. 
Right. Well, you know, I always always tell folks when you know they they come in the office and they'll they'll ask me, well, what do you think about this and what do you think about that and you know I always kind of you know make the uh, you know ask about the crystal ball, but you know I mean the, the, it, it's funny. I mean a, a lot of times you know folks will you know they 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 say well so and so tells me that this is going to happen, and so you know what I what I always say to folks is is if you know if you're talking about the stock market, obviously you know there's volatility there and things can go up and things can go down and there's catalysts that can cause either direction to you know to take place, but you know if somebody's telling you with absolute certainty that that they know what's going to happen, then what you should do is get up out of your chair and run as fast as you can and never look back. Right. Because, you know, there's no way that they are they're going to know that. Um, but what we do know is, is that we know that we you know, that, that the stock market, you know, hit a bottom in, in, um, in early 2009. And the typical um, business cycle or economic cycle is a five to seven year cycle. And so we are closing in on, you know, nine years. You know, if we if we get to March without a significant correction, you know, we'll have nine years on the books of, you know, of of, of advances in the market. And, you know, that's that's an extraordinarily long time. And, you know, when we when we look at historical norms and so, you know, does that mean that that, that we're that we have an imminent fall? No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, we what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when we look at when we look at where things are and when, you know, in, in the typical cycles, you know, we you know, we, we have to anticipate that there's going to be some movements, you know, and, and, and corrections from time to time. And so we just have to look at it realistically and say, OK, well, if the, the historical norms are, are like a five to seven year cycle and we're in nine, then we need to plan as if and act as if maybe we, we need to start protecting some things and not necessarily just chasing things, you know, uh, you know, as is. As far as the eye can see, because eventually things stop and they and they and they turn and they go in a different direction, and it's kind of like that old game where you know it's musical chairs, right? When the music stops, you want to make sure you have a place to sit down, and you know that this this market can be really tricky. Right now, it seems like everything is going fantastically, but you know as as that's that's happened in the past, and suddenly it 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 seemed like out of nowhere it just stopped and changed directions. And I have to you know just tell folks you know be aware of you know is like history doesn't necessarily repeat itself but it oftentimes rhymes and we need to be aware of where we are historically and what could happen in the future all really important topics i think glenn so let me ask you one last question here given your responses to some of these major issues in retirement you know social security health care tax rates, stock market, I mean, those encompass some really large portions of the financial landscape. What's your overall optimism for the economy? Not asking for predictions and that sort of thing, but overall optimism of the economy, of our financial landscape that we're in, whether you want to approach it from a, a national perspective, a local perspective, maybe just in, in the Greensboro area, or or even in globally, kind of kind of where do you, as a financial, um, you know, as a financial person who's in this every single day and talking about this with clients, uh, where do you kind of fall on, on that spectrum? Just looking at the overview of the whole economic landscape. Well, Walter, I mean, in in, in general terms, I'm a, I'm I'm an optimist, obviously, and and. Um, you know what? What I would say is, is that, but I'm, I'm also a realist, right? And you, know, you and you can't look at things with rose-colored glasses. There's obviously there, there are there are things that uh, that change over time, right? I mean, you know, the United States has been a powerful nation through you know through through many decades and now centuries, obviously, and and um, you know and and it's been strong economically for a very very long time. 
But you, if you look at the economy that, that was back in, say, like if you maybe go back to the 1950s or 60s, you know, we, we live in a different world today. And, and you know, and there's and different things are driving our economy and different things are driving the world economy than, than used to be. So, you know, we, we look at, well, what's going on? I mean, ultimately, over time, you know, there tends to be economic growth. The question I think is really is, is where is that economic growth coming from and what industries are slowing down and what industries are picking up? And so we, you know, you kind of position yourself in, in, in that in that way when you're thinking about, you know, where things are going and, and how to protect yourself and, and how to and how to take advantage of things and how to get out of the way of other things. It's really, it's really something where you have to, you know, you have to maintain that flexibility. I know we've talked about that in, in previous, in previous shows and whatnot, but it's really the truth. I mean, I think over time, you know, the, you're going to see, you're going to see good things happen, but you're also going to see some things that are, that are going to happen that are going to take you by surprise, and that are not going to be as pleasant for some people. And so you, you know, have your, you know, have your eyes wide open, and like I say, not not look at the world through rose-colored glasses, but just realize that hey, just because it's good over here doesn't mean it's going to stay good over there. And so the, there's always a chan- changing landscape, and the key to stay on top is to is to is to stay flexible and and notice what's going on around you and to position yourself in such a way that you can that you can survive and last. So important to remember all of those things and I'm glad that you're an eternal optimist, Glenn. I think that's that's always a good thing. So, if you are thinking about your financial life and how you might need to improve your retirement or your financial plan, you're not as optimistic or pessimistic on some of these things and you'd like to talk with Glenn about why that is or yeah, I'm I'm really down on the social security system and you're saying I I shouldn't be that worried about it. It's worth a conversation to see in a little bit more depth why Glenn feels that way, how it might impact your particular situation. If you'd like to reach out, you can do so at 336-291-3535. Again, that's the 336 area code 291-3535. You can also find Glenn online at greensbororetirement.com. On the website, you can listen to past podcasts, find great information and resources available to you, learn more about Glenn, and even schedule a free consultation by clicking on the link at the bottom of the page, whether on your mobile device or on a computer. Just go to greensbororetirement.com, and right there at the bottom of the page, click on free consultation. Glenn, as always, thank you for the help and the guidance on the podcast today. Absolutely, Walter. I appreciate it. And, and, um, and uh, you know, like I say, we, you know, we, we live in a great world, and and I really want to, I want to tell people, you know, look at the world as as, as uh, with a glass half full. You'll be glad you did, and and you and you really just, you know, hey, it, let's. Um, and if you can't, if you're having trouble finding that, then maybe you know it's time to have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because you, you can get there. I'm, I know, I think people can go from pessimistic to optimistic when they get the right perspective and the right lens and uh, work with somebody who, you know, maybe has that that correct view of how to view the landscape, how to view the retirement and financial world. And if you need some help and perspective with that, don't be afraid to reach out. As always, we thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. <laughs>